If there are moments when you're in your business and you're thinking, damn, I'm just winging this business stuff, (laughs) maybe you are and maybe it's working for you, but then maybe sometimes it feels like it's not and you're thinking, well, maybe, maybe I just need to get some really good advice. (laughs) That's what this podcast episode is all about and it's the perfect one for you if you're wanting to get those little gold nuggets of wisdom, business tips from an expert who's been doing it for a long, long time, longer than me, longer than you. (laughs) So let's dive in and find out what he has to say about how we can start playing big in our travel business. Hey, I'm Steph and I'm obsessed with all things travel, marketing, branding, and helping you stand out from the crowd. In just under two years, I went from being a home-based travel agent with zero clue how to make it work in the digital world to launching an international ranking travel podcast and creating an online course to help travel agents in lead generation. Here's one thing I know for sure. There has never in the history of the world been a better time to create the travel business you've always wanted. All you need is an actionable strategy and someone to show you the way. Picture this, we're going to spend the next hour of our time together at the Swim Up Pool Bar, where over a cocktail, we deep dive into travel-related topics, mixed with a little classroom training. This show is dedicated to encouraging you to step outside of your comfort zone and into your travel business. I'll show you how I did it and how you can too. Hit subscribe now and let's get into it. If you're a travel agent wanting to stand out in the digital world, but you struggle with consistency, tech isn't your jam and you have no idea where to start, join my free masterclass where I talk about exactly this. Head to stephaniemyers.academy forward slash masterclass. You're listening to Unplug in Paradise, the podcast. Welcome back to another week on the podcast. I'm so glad you're here. This week is going to be a really cool episode as I interview my business mentor who has been with me since the beginning of time. He was with me uh, when I first started my mobile travel agency. He actually started working with me even before I signed a contract or, you know, just in those early stages when I thought, okay, cool. Now what? (laughs) I want to start my own travel agency. I want to implement my own ideas into my own business. I want to be the boss. (laughs) I want to just make sure that I was heading in a direction that was going to be worth my time, worth my while, and also a thing that I could work on to better myself and my son's future, as we do when we go into business and we work for ourselves. But there's a few major big things that really smack us in the face (laughs) when we first start out in our business. And we've kind of feel like over time that we are just literally winging it, which, you know, it's sometimes it's fun to do. And sometimes it's even pays off in dividends, but it definitely doesn't work for you when it comes to having a full-on business strategy. But today's episode, we're going to have a bit of an informal chat with Clive Venning. So Clive is a Business Connect advisor from the New South Wales government program, 
And he has literally been my saving grace (laughs) in all those moments where I feel like I wanted to give up. His words were just never give up. Don't give up. You've got this, you know, those really supportive little mantras from the sidelines when things feel really tough. And as we know, we've just come through the pandemic and we're almost at the end of things. So those words mean more to me than ever before. So We are going to speak with him, but before we do, I do just want to let you know that this episode is about small business, how you can stop winging it, and how to start playing big, because now that we're moving into the new travel movement, we definitely need to start thinking outside of our little box that we've been put in for our whole career. It's time to start thinking big and start thinking like the CEO of your business rather than just working in it and being a slave to whatever's happening on that given day. So it's definitely a juicy one. What are we waiting for? (laughs) Hold your breath. Let's do this. Before we begin today's episode, would you please join me while we recognize the generations of the local Aboriginal people of the Bundjalung Nation who have lived in and derived their physical and spiritual needs from the forests, rivers, lakes and streams of this beautiful valley over thousands of years as the traditional owners and custodians of these lands. Hello, Clive, and a big warm welcome to the podcast. Well, thank you, Stephanie. (laughs) Thank you for the invite. Perfect. So stoked to have you on, and we're finally doing this because I feel like any time that we talk, Clive, it's always the right information at the most perfect time. So I definitely know that this episode will be so valuable to the travel agents and small business owners that will be tuning in. So I want to find out what is your role when it comes to the small business world and what is it about assisting small business owners that makes you so passionate about what you do? Okay, I'll take the the second question first because I think that gives you a bit of a history. I'm so passionate about it because I've been there and done that. I started... Uh, my own companies in 94. I left Australia Post and decided to go out into the big wide world by myself. Um, In those days, there were no business advisors. Um, If you were lucky, you'd get an accountant. So the, um, the mistakes that I made in my business life were many. However, I didn't make them twice. So it's a learning experience for me. Um, A few years into my business, I was fortunate enough to come across an accountant that changed my whole business. It was more business driven. It wasn't a a bean counter. And he helped me get focus and build discipline and set realistic and achievable goals. So so one one of the other reasons I'm so passionate because business has been my life for 24 years. Mm -hmm. I've ran my own two companies quite successfully in my mind for the last 24 years, hadn't gone broke, had paid the bills, had my toys, you know, as we all do. (laughs) Um, And uh, so I had a a great life in running my own business. I employed people, I had factory, I sold licenses for my particular products uh, and everything comes to an end. And my particular business had a time frame on it. Mm -hmm. Um, And so when that time frame came along, in 2016, I was prepared for that. Mm. Um, and then after 2016, um, I was fortunate 
to be picked up by the New South Wales Business Connect program. Mm -hmm. And that program allows me to bring all my lessons that I learned through my entire business life and then pass it on to aspiring entrepreneurs, just like you, Stephanie. Mm, Yeah, and you get to hang out with cool people like us. (laughs) I do. I enjoy it very much. (laughs) And I suppose like our region here in the Northern Rivers, like you meet such a range of diverse people in all from all walks of life in all areas of business and at different stages so yeah you definitely have some stories to tell and you know insights to share when it comes to business on like a really broad scale uh everything from like a yoga instructor to like your higher end you know business entrepreneur it would be quite interesting to walk a day in your shoes I imagine it is very interesting um I feel very grateful that I actually get to meet such a diverse range of people, like you'd mentioned, from the yoga teacher, from the um, electric car, electric motorcycle entrepreneurs, uh, people who have some fantastic aspirations. But just to give you a bit of a picture about uh, my particular area as a business advisor, and I'm employed by Nortec to deliver the Business Connect program, which is a Mm -hmm. New South Wales program, I operate from Tweed down to Byron. Within that particular catchment area, um, I have approximately 1,800 customers. Wow, Uh, that's insane. Some successful, some not successful, but that's really measured in their own minds. You know, what is success? Mm -hmm. Am I successful by generating $50,000 a year and being happy with that? Or do I want more? I guess um, what I'm trying to say is success is really in the mind of the person driving the business. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we can't say you're successful because you've achieved $300,000. You might regard yourself successful as you've been able to put bread on the table, haven't been a dependent on any government handouts, mm-hmm. and you can pay your bills and occasionally go away on holidays. Yeah. My level of success, Clive, as you know, is literally just being able to get up out of bed in the morning. (laughs) Definitely sometimes a bit of a struggle. So as you know, pretty hard. And I think um, the nature of today's episode, we'd be speaking more to how to manage our time more effectively and strategically plan out our day and our, you know, future goals for the business. Because Yeah, uh, I know that some of us at the moment, we're just going back to that technician mode into our business. We're in the boom at the moment. And yeah, we're not really strategically planning our time out. And I'm just wondering what are some pitfalls that we should be looking out for? Yeah, it's a very interesting question that you raised, Stephen. It's a very common thing that I come across with just pretty much every client I meet is time. Uh, Mm -hmm. Is the time being managed by them or is the time being managed by the business? Mm -hmm. So if your time is managed by the business, then you don't have any control over it. It, It's going to be dictating what you do during the week, weekend, and quite often it'll end up in what I call crisis management, Mm -hmm. just trying to get through that time so you can do another day. Yeah, damage control. Yeah, and it's pretty critical that we manage our time and there are so many applications out there that people could use both online and offline to manage their time. Mm. Unfortunately, some people just don't take that as a serious component of their business, being able to simply start a calendar 
uh, in that calendar. They're going to map out what they're going to be doing doing during the week. Um, I learned I learned that lesson very early in my time. My accountant said, structure your week five. It may not always end up exactly what you planned in that week, but at least you'll have some structure and you'll understand what you need to do from day to day when you walk into your desk, sit down, look at your calendar. Monday morning, nine till 12 is sales and marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you can do that after a while, um, you will build up that tit discipline of being able to manage your own time and manage your own business, not have a business managing you and your time. Yeah, it's true. People don't allow enough time for that to really become a habit. It's good intentions, but as soon as you get busy again, it definitely just gets thrown to the side (laughs) and not something that you're really working or consciously working on. Yeah, you're right. And good intentions do tend to go awry because we get distracted. Mm -hmm. That's why it's critical in our business that we have focus and discipline. Motivation's good, but it's it's fickle. Mm. It's an emotion. So it's going to be up and down. But focus and discipline are more important to us than just the pure motivation. Because after a while of doing things and being accustomed to doing things at a certain day of the week, every time, it becomes an inner discipline where we just do it as just part of our, our role. It becomes mm. second nature to us, but it does take time. We become more disciplined, and I'm not saying that I'm the expert in this. No, no way <laughs> am I the expert in this. I need to take a page out of your book when it comes to, you know, time management and things like that. And there's a book that was recommended to me recently called The 5am Club, and I need to get it and I need to read it because I'm not, I keep telling myself this narrative, like I don't have time to do a lot of what I want to do during the day because I'm more productive at night time. And it's this thing that I keep feeding myself. And like, I suppose it could go with anybody else. Like if you have got a part-time job or a full-time job, plus you have your travel business on the side, but you've been managing it already, you've got the little bit of a narrative happening that you don't really feel confident enough to break it. And then there's lack of accountability as well. Yeah, I I think um, what people should understand, especially small businesses, quite long, takes a, a long time to be successful in business because, you know, you've decided on this journey and you need to be able to stick by your decisions and not let anybody sway you off that road. It takes a long time, but it takes more than anything commitment. You know, like I am going to do this and nobody's going to stop me doing it at all because I've gone through all of the processes, why I started a business, drive customers, can I commercialise it? I made that decision earlier on. So now what I'm about is I'm on, on the journey down this road and sure, I'm going to fall over a few times, but I need to get back up and keep on going. Um, most people who who tend to fail in their small business are quite shocked by the commitment that's required. And then also they tend to be swayed by what I call naysayers, people who try to pull you down, tall poppy syndrome, you can't do this because they're working for the man, so it's easy for them to second-guess and criticise you, and then you start listening to it, and then you start doubting yourself, you know, a little seed of self-doubt. And then after a while, you just say, you know, it's just not worth it. You yeah, know, so. I get that. I've been speaking to a couple of travel agents recently on some market research calls, and something that was interesting that came up in conversation was, I feel like now I have 
like zero time to myself. Whereas before when I was working for a store and I was a consultant, I had this level of confidence and knowledge and expertise. And I was very like confident in my job as a travel agent. But now that I've come back into the, you know, the travel industry and I've gone into my own business, I literally don't have time to even like wash my hair (laughs) because there's so much more work to be done where when you're in a store, you know, you have a little bit more time. Like you can go out and have maybe an extended lunch break one day or, you know, have some time to unpack some brochures and things like that. But it's not the case when you work for yourself. And I think that's a big shock for people. Yes, you're right. Um, When you run your own business, you're not only the bookkeeper, you're the dishwasher and quite often the Uber mum and um, (laughs) you're the marketing manager. Um, You're everything, you know. Working for the man can be quite easy because you clock on at nine, you've got structured day, you've got your morning tea, you've got your lunch, uh, and then you knock off and, and you leave that particular part of your brain at work and then go home and have a great time Mm. it doesn't apply in small business no no there's no turn off button (laughs) (laughs) i'm 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 still can't turn off i i at least once a month there is one night where i just will not sleep because my brain is too busy i don't fight as i get up and just do some stuff but yeah yeah but but i'm not it can be very very rewarding yes so although I might be putting a little bit of uh, downside on it, I think there's more upside of owning your own business and being the master of your own destiny mm. uh, rather than having somebody saying, well, you know, you start at nine, you finish at five, you do this, you do that, and see you later. Yeah, no, I get that. Five minutes late. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're gone. <laughs> no one looking at their clock and giving you the, you know, <laughs> don't you dare be late eyes from across the room <laughs> yeah yeah and look you know like we, we all start a business and you know we started because we have an epiphany you know we don't have any business background there's enough people out there these days people like myself people like many other mentors and business coaches that are out there waiting to help mm. you know so it's a good time to be in business you yeah. just gotta think seriously about what you're selling and whether or not it, you have a market. Mm. And I think a lot of people, like travel agents especially now that we're moving into this new travel movement, you know, it's very exciting. And for those people that have held down the forts in their business over this time, like absolutely humongous big kudos to them. But there's so much more exciting opportunity for past agents that were working in perhaps a retail store before, now making their way into this entrepreneurial world. But like where I was three and a half years ago, Clive, when we first met, like no clue, did I? I had no clue what I was doing. And you were like my bestest and most favorite friend at the time because I literally, there was no one else in my world that could help me with what I needed and you saw me in the stage that I was at, at the very, very beginning, helping me along. And I'm just wondering, like, what tips can you give in around how to stay accountable and how to, you know, implement strategies to sustain a successful business over a long period of time? Maybe like a a mantra or a sentence that you need to keep saying to yourself? Mm, You're asking me for a quote, are you, Steph? Yeah, (laughs) I think I know what it is. we We do go back a long time. Uh, And and what I saw in you, I saw a spark in you. I saw a hunger. Mm. You you just wanted to get off the cycle. You wanted to um, be able to support little Billy. Mm -hmm. 
uh, you wanted to give make uh, make him proud of his mum. And you were focused. You had focus and determination. Mm. I guess that's what it takes. And you know, when we talk about accountability, um, a lot of people can be scared by that phrase. You know, because um, the business dictionary is meaning accountability. It simply means the obligation of an individual or organisation to account for its activities, accept responsibilities for them, and to disclose the results of a transparent manner. Mm-hmm. Seems pretty overwhelming, doesn't it? It's very scary, that. <laughs> well, let I'm me just using that word again. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you look at that, you go, oh, my God, what are they expecting of me? Let, let's just summarise. Accountability is just fulfilling your commitments in the eyes of other people. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. It's based up on four principles. It's see it, own it, solve it, and do it. Mm-hmm. And that's called the Oz Principle. You can research that on the internet. It's been around a long time. We've started this journey. This is our journey. We, mm-hmm. We're accountable for it. Nobody else is. You know, we've made this decision. So what you do is you acknowledge the problem. If there is such a problem in the accountability, you own it, taking responsibility for the problem and the results. And that's where the kudos comes in. Solve it, determining what you can do. And last of all, doing it. Just Mm. taking the action. That's the simplest way I'd break down accountability. Yeah, I see a lot of travel agents in the space. And I know that I have had trouble with this too. That last point, just doing it. Like you can do all the prep, but that is often like the biggest mind block. And I'm wondering whether, you know, fear comes into that or maybe like a fear of being successful if, if it hasn't been positively role modelled to you or, you know, the fear of doing something wrong or the fear of, you know, getting too busy that you're overwhelming yourself and you're not able to dedicate the time and nurture your existing client base when you've got, you know, numerous new clients wanting to come on board into your business. So I suppose that last section is such a big thing and it's so easy just to say oh just do it just do it oh you want to start a business just do it and I know that I've said that before in like previous podcasts just do it if you want to do it just do it because that's kind of like the big bold part of Steph would it would do that and the big bold part of you know small business owners wanting to get out of working for the boss like you say or working for the man but Mm. yeah just that one step is such a big thing that I see that people really struggle with well just let me say that you know Fear has never hurt anybody. Fear is in the mind. Mm. And once you confront that fear, it's no longer a fear. Mm. It's a little bit like when I was first started my business and I had the accountant, the accountant said, Clive, you've got to get your head around Myob, which is a, a, a bookkeeping system, so you can keep an eye on your cash flow. So you've got to understand how to do the reports. And I'm going, oh, my God, this is just too hard. I've got to do everything else. And now he wants me to, to keep, a, my, a keep an eye on my cash flow. <laughs> How stupid does that sound? Anyway, <laughs> I thought, well, rather than me keep on putting, putting it off because it's just too difficult for me and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm fearful of making mistakes in it, um, I decided to find out about it. Mm. And when I found out about it, it wasn't as hard as what I thought. I had a misconception. Mm. And along with that misconception come fear. And when you overcome that, It didn't frighten me anymore. Mm. You know, a lot of motivational people will talk about having a fear and confronting that fear. And once Mm. you've confronted that fear, it is no longer a fear. Like scared of spiders, get a spider to walk over your hand. Scared of parachuting, go and jump out of a plane. 
<laughs> you won't have that fear anymore. As long as a parachute works. <laughs> I do I do have a, a little bit of a funny joke about that. I was uh I was in the military and I did um power rigging, you know, packing parachutes and um when we actually had to do our first jump, uh the jump jump master addressed us and he said, Okay, diggers, you're going up and you're jumping out of this plane and you've got this piece of thing hanging off the back and that'll pull your parachute up and everything will be okay and you'll land on the ground and you'll bring your parachutes back to me. And for those of you whose parachutes don't work, bring them back and we'll replace them. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so we went up in that plane scared. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> but as soon as we got out, didn't have any more fear. No, that's right. And I think, um, like, fear is a healthy thing, I think, because I know, and it's almost like it depends on how you look at it. If you let fear, like, cripple you, and it will, you know, but also fear is something that can also fuel the fire to get you through what it is that you're maybe really stuck on like say for example digital marketing like how small business owners and travel agents can show up in their digital marketing space and I know that there is a lot of like fear around that and there's maybe some like confidence you know things underlying as well where people don't want to share so much about themselves you know, when it comes to interacting online because they are technically a business and I know small own, small business owners, like it's easy enough to hide behind your branding, hide behind your logo, hide, hide behind the service that you provide. But unless you're trying to really connect and relate to people and potential dream clients into your business, it's going to be a really hard thing to kind of connect to people when you're a business or a brand without a person in it. Hey, I hope you're enjoying the episode so far. I just wanted to pop in to invite you to my free masterclass where I'll be sharing my exact three-step system to building a rockstar personal brand that attracts your dream clients into your database so you can step up into your travel biz, own your authority and grow your online presence. And not only that, but you'll also get your hands on my entire travel agent runway framework for standing out in the digital world without the tech overwhelm and not knowing where to start. Want in? Head to stephaniemyers.academy forward slash masterclass and save your spot now. See you there. So how important is it for small business owners to get out there in the digital marketing space, Clive? What are you seeing at the moment? What I'm, I'm, I'm seeing are, are people that have uncertainty and a lack of understanding about social media and the role it plays in the business, especially in marketing. When I first started my business, I kind of think it's a lot more simpler because all I did was that I went alone, went ahead to a, a marketing agency in St Kilda Road. I won't say the name because they're probably still around. <laughs> so anyway, I walked into the boardroom and there's about six guys there. Uh, I think all of them had ponytails and all of them had bow ties. And the gleaming of the teeth, I should have put my sunglasses on before walking in. I can see it And now. I thought, this is going to hurt my pocket. But I tell you what, it didn't. It, the initial cost was, and I calculated that I would have to invest in my business to actually be able to get it out in the marketplace and get above everybody else. In those days, it was easy. You'd go to them. They would do all your planning. They would, they would map out your marketing strategies, go to newspaper here, go to radio there, go to publications there times of days, how many impressions, you just paid them, they did everything. Mm. In today's world, it's very different. The ownership has been passed back to you. The platforms are out there for you to promote yourself. 
mm. whether it be Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, multiple range out there. Yeah. You just have to choose what platform is suitable for you and just focus on that platform and be good at that before becoming overwhelmed by trying to do too much. I get some customers are saying, oh, I'm, I'm going to do Instagram and Facebook and YouTube and Reddit and, and I'm just going, slow down. There's only you. You're the only mm. one that can do this. Yes. So the more platforms you do, the bigger your budget's going to be. So you've got to think about, well, how much am I going to spend on this, you know? Um, mm. And I, I think a lot, a lot of people don't understand that they need to invest in their business to be able to move forward in a very, very busy marketplace. I mean, I've never seen a place that's so busy ever in platform, you know, where we've got um, Facebook, 16 million active users a month in Australia. Instagram's about 13 million. YouTube's about 9 million. So it's a very busy platform. Mm. So if you're not smart about how you do your marketing in the digital platform, how much money you allocate it, what, what your conversion factors, some people will just take the lazy way out and say, I'll just do $20 a week on an impressions campaign and 12 months later, they still haven't made a sale. I had a conversation with a gentleman last week about helping him planning his uh, marketing budget to push his ads campaigns and Facebook was going to be his, his place. That's where he wanted to live in Facebook because he thought they had more traction there. So we developed a campaign, whether it's going to be a conversions campaign or awareness. And for those of you don't understand the difference between the two, an awareness is a brand awareness campaign. Mm -hmm. A conversions campaign is when you're actually converting to a sale. So you want people to click and go to that buy place and then press buy button. That's a conversions campaign. An awareness campaign is putting an image or a video and building that brand. He was going on a conversions campaign. So he, he said to me, so I said, how much am I going to spend on this? How much do I need to allocate? So I was fortunate enough to have a spreadsheet that would help develop a campaign budget for him. But one thing that underpins that is that uh, there's a rule in direct marketing called the 1% rule. And that 1% rule is for every 100 people that sees your ad, uh, one person's likely to buy. You can do a lot better, but essentially that, that's the grounding of it. So you you have a 1% rule and then you got to think, well, now I need to turn that into a tangible rule that I could use to decide how much I'm going to pay for my ads per day, per week, per month. How am I going to find out if, whether they're working or not? And there's, there's steps that you can do this. Unfortunately, most people who just get into digital platforms, just do some posts and maybe boost a post, don't really get into the ads campaign management system. Mm. They use Instagram to promote their product but not give calls to action. Yes, so important. You know, um, people really need to think about, you know, if you can get people seeing your ads, then you, you, you want them to do something with that. You're out mm. there to make money, so you want them to press that button and make that buy so it it's a pretty busy environment it's just as a matter of fact i'm a i don't know if you know this but i'm a facebook business managed specialist yes you and sure I, you are. I, I do uh facebook business management for customers in queensland only uh, mm -hmm. not new south wales and i help people create a, an ads campaign i i teach them how to use the platform and give it back to them 
Uh, I'm not a social media agency where I say, well, you give me $1,200 a month and I'll take care of your ads. I'll show them how they can do that themselves. Yeah, such a great skill to have because, I mean, you can't always afford to have that expenditure in your business. And I think when you were talking about expenditure and, you know, budgets and things like that before, it's not always monetary. It's time <laughs> as well. Yes, it's, uh, yeah, you, you hit the nail on the head. A story about two years ago, I was working with a young woman down south and she wanted to develop her own web page, her own social media platform, Shopify, Instagram, Facebook, everything like that. And, mm-hmm. I, and I said, Sarah, <laughs> every, wanted to do everything. And I said, so are you going to get anybody to do this? And she said, no, I'm going to do it all myself. I said, so you, you, you understand how to build a web page? No, no, but I'm going to find out. <laughs> okay, so I let her do that and just warned her that this could take a lot of time, hence a lot of money, because the time that she puts into the business is time that she can't create a sale or provide her service. When she finished it, and, and it looked okay, kudos to her, she did a good job. And then I asked her how many hours did she put into it? And when she told me, I was quite shocked, it was about 300 hours. <laughs> 300 wow i asked her to record everything she's doing you know look i did three hours here 10 hours there four hours there one hour here so it ended about 300 hours kind of exact anyway and i said so what do you charge per hour for your service and she's uh 95 dollars so and, and and the penny dropped she said geez i could have i could have done this within about three weeks yes but, for what what it cost me, I could have done about 50 websites. Yes. You know, so it was just interesting that you realise that sometimes you need to take that risk and invest in your business and get the professionals to set it up and then hand it back to you so you can run with it. Mm. Because um, in small business, we all want to do everything for as minimum amount of money as we possibly can. Mm. Yeah. Sometimes that can be to our own detriment. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> Sometimes the cheapest way out isn't always like the, the best way to, to go about no, things. No. And yeah, just people that I speak to on the regularly, on the regular, sorry, I should say, uh, is travel agents who want to appear online, don't know really what they're doing. They feel overwhelmed with all the tech side of things. But then again, they've got big goals in their business, but they just don't know how to implement, how to take action or what the next steps are. So you know, and that's where I've created my flagship online course, Travel Agent Runway, to really assist those people and become a mentor to the travel agents in the space that really want to get their names up in lights, who really want to be successful and have the authority in their space where they're talking about what they're aligned with. And they're also filtering in those dreamy clients who love the way they do business uh, and really align with the products that they're offering and referring like-minded people into the business ecosystem as well at the same time which is a win-win for everybody and yeah I think there's so much more to be said around having a mentor and I know that in the past anytime I've had a win whether it's my first booking inside of my travel agency Clive or you know signing my first student into travel agent runway or launching my podcast and you know launching it into the Apple podcast charts Clive you've always been like my biggest cheerleader at, from the sidelines. So I thank you so much for being that person. And also when things felt really hard and felt things got really dark during the pandemic and I was really close to giving up, 
there was like three little words that you said to me. Do you remember what they were? Don't give up. Don't give up. <laughs> <laughs> like those three little words to me throughout the whole process of being in business mm. or my whole time and journey being in business has mm. been like the biggest thing. Like anytime that I'm feeling like I'm at that bottom of the barrel or I'm scraping for, you know, um, resources or, or it could be financial or knowledge or could be, you know, anything, it's always going to feel hard and you're always going to feel like you want to give up, but having support by, you know, yourself, Clive, like a business advisor or like a mentor who's in the industry who definitely sees you and knows what that position feels like and to help give you a much needed lifeline to like get you out of there, but then also celebrate you as well. Because I know that any time that I've had good news for you, Clive, I know you're cutting a cigar for me. (laughs) (laughs) And that's the best feeling ever, knowing that on a Saturday night you're having a cigar to celebrate my success that I've had for the week. So that's just, yeah, such a great feeling. Well, I, I, I enjoy so much working with you, Steph. I really do, as I enjoy working with all of my customers i i tend to have a, a more personal relationship in business if, if that makes sense because i get their journey and you know the, the what you mentioned about you know the ups and downs and as i call them peaks and troughs in business i've had them you know i remember one day going in to see one of my biggest customers done in bradstreet and being told that they're cutting the contract i mean they, they were producing 70 percent of my income in my early days, wow. I learned a big lesson for that. And I remember sitting out in St Kilda Road feeling a bit sorry for myself and thinking, I've got to go back and put these employees off now. You know, <sighs> what am I going to do? Woe is me. And I just mm. thought to myself, Clive, you got done in Brad Street yourself. The world's yeah. more than just one company. So I actually kept my employees on. I paid from out of my own, out of my own money uh, because I knew that I could get another done in Bradstreet. Yeah. It, it changed my aspect of business altogether. I went more for the 80-20 rule. But yeah. essentially, I did build the business back within about three months and kept on going for another 15 years. So we all go through that self-doubt, feeling sorry for ourselves, woe is me. And occasionally, we just need somebody to tap us on the shoulder and just say, hey, this was your choice to be here. Get off your ass and do something. and I think there's so much to be said like you know how people say oh you know um people don't want to go backwards in business and sometimes it can feel very much like a backward race when you're trying so hard to strive forward but you know it's like that bow and arrow like you can't launch forward without going backward a little bit first yeah I'm I'm not so sure it's going backwards I think it's just falling down on your knees yes just like realizing it oh do I have to get back up again and keep on going because somebody else is going to knock me down? Yeah. Well, yeah, of course they will. You know, that's, the road of success is, is, is uh, yeah, like the quote I gave you from Winston Churchill, if you find yourself in hell, keep walking. You know, he's basically saying never give up. But it applies to all of us. You know, yeah. we make the choice to be here. We make the choice to go on the journey of creating a business, financial independence, being able to control our own destiny, but along with that comes risk. Mm. And, yeah, of course, you're going to feel like sometimes you want to give it away, but if you just hang in there, sooner or later it will all come together. Yeah, 100%. 
Is there any last kind of parting words that you want to give to travel agents right now? Because as you know, there's so many that have re been reintroduced back into the industry after such a long gap away. And some are starting their own businesses now uh, as their own travel agencies, which is absolutely awesome. And I love seeing all these, you know, whippersnappers <laughs> coming into the entrepreneurial space. It's just lights me up so much. Um, but then also you've got those agents who have been on the front line the entire time, really uh, advocating for their clients and all of that during such this crazy time. Is there any advice that you can give to agents? Sure. My first piece of advice is reach out for help. Yeah. You know, connect with people like you. Connect mm -hmm. with people like you've been there and done that and now you're showing the way that people can be the the, the owner of their own success. Mm -hmm. you're, you're leading the way in that step, you know, and I've always said, you know, in 10 or 15 years when you're making millions of dollars, I hope you remember me and maybe take me out <laughs> for a meal. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Reach out and understand what it is to be in business and have the right business structure, have the right plans, have the right financial forecasting mm -hmm. is, is pretty critical. Yeah. You know? And um, for it to be realistic too, like I think that some agents who have been throughout this, you know, pandemic still forecast that they're going to have the million dollar business that they had pre-COVID, which is not a realistic thing because your clients all aren't going to feel comfortable traveling in this landscape. Some will definitely, you know, and it's going to feel busy for a while over the next few months. But once that starts to taper off and things start to feel normal again, like where does that leave us? Well, um, what's normal these days? Yeah. You know, given normal. That, <laughs> what we've gone through over the last couple of years, COVID floods, fires, um, but what I, what I do know, what I've seen is that people want to travel. Everybody is just hanging out to travel. Mm. Uh, and if, if small business owners can get it into their head that this business is going to be around a long time, okay, it's going to be very different what it was in the past, but there's still some great opportunities from, and opportunities always come out of disaster. You know, so the travel industry, I think, is going to be a different model to what it ever was. Mm. You're going to see a lot more entrepreneurs coming out, running their own business. Um, so I, I think uh, the future for business, for travel is, is pretty exciting. It's mm. not going anywhere. It's going to grow. Connect with the resources that help you drive that forward. Understand what you need to understand about being in business so you can stay around a long time and do some financial planning. You know, some sales forecasting, some business viability studies. Yeah. I think there's a lot to be said about future-proofing your business, especially for our industry being out for so long. So, yeah, it's oh, definitely, definitely, definitely forefront yeah. of everything we should be doing now. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Clive, how can we learn more about your services? Well, you can learn more about my services by going to the uh, Business Connect webpage. Uh, that's a New South Wales government funded program that provides my services and other specialists within New South Wales for up to 36 hours of our time for nothing. That includes many of the webinars that we put on as well. I do a couple of webinars on uh, Facebook business beginners and Facebook uh, intermediate. Also doing a webinar on um, cryptocurrency and 
you know, blockchain and all those sort of NFTs, all that sort of we want to hear of and sort of like an introductory model. So if you just Google Business Connect, uh, New South Wales, register for free, you can then book an advisor that suits your needs. You can mm -hmm. search for an advisor based on the industry and they will contact you within 48 hours. Yeah, beautiful. Thank you so much. I really appreciate your time today and thank you for your invaluable advice and wisdom as always. <laughs> and yeah, looking forward to, you know, the new travel movement, seeing agents kind of navigate this transition now and yeah, looking forward to exciting things ahead for the industry. So am I. I, I think, you know, like given what we've gone through in the past, I, I just see people are starting to come to the surface now and businesses are starting to look to drive forward. So yeah. it's, it's like a rebirth, if you like, in many ways. Yeah, know. I love that. <laughs> um, thank you very much for asking me on today's uh, podcast. I enjoyed it. Yeah. To download a copy of today's online show notes, you can head over to travelbystephanie.com.au forward slash 46 and you can steal all of, all of Clive's golden nuggets of wisdom and learn how you can stop winging it and start playing big in your travel business. Especially now that we're heading into the new travel movement, it's never been more crucial than what it is right now. So let's see how this all pans out, shall we? Would love to hear how this episode resonates with you and what your key takeaways were. So please be sure to DM me over on Instagram and let me know your thoughts. Also, I would so appreciate it if you could share this with your travel agent pals. They are probably ready and waiting for the information, but they may not know that there is an awesome podcast out there delivering all of the goods. So be sure to share it with them. And if you are loving the podcast, please consider subscribing and leaving me a five-star rating and review over on Apple Podcasts and follow me on Spotify. Thank you so much. And I would love to hear from you if you have any ideas or topics or people you want me to interview over the next coming weeks. I have some really exciting case studies coming up. So be sure to keep an eye out for that with a surprise guest. I am not going to name names or anything. All I'm going to say is that it's going to be super juicy, super relevant, and I can't wait for you to tune in. So I'll see you next week. Bye. Oh, 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 oh,